0: to Brave Girls Club. Yeah. I'm Lindsay. I'm Kelly.
1: And I'm Krista. And, and this, this is, is a podcast, podcast
0: that's now on iTunes. What what? If We're
2: you're listening iTunes. to this on iTunes, then you know that we are on iTunes.
1: We did it. We okay, finally figured Kelly figured it out. Kelly it was a pain Kelly. in the
2: butt. Kelly
0: stayed up all night and day. <laughs> And just She was some, doing some sweating. real shit. Some <laughs> like hacker shit. Sound real shit. Typing real fast. And then finally she turned her rolling chair around and she looked us dead in the eye and said, I'm, I'm in. in.
2: <laughs> it only took us five months to figure out something that thousands and thousands of other podcasts figured out immediately. You know what? I'm yeah. very proud. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's...
0: I just want to thank the Academy and... And... We did it. <laughs> yeah. I um, feel like it's a big step for us. We're so much more accessible now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Leave us a review. Because. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Leave us. Uh, if I was thinking. Oh, I should have told you guys this before we started recording. But you know what? What do you think of this? <laughs> uh, For our first few episodes now being on iTunes if you rate us and give us a five star written review we will shout you out at the end of our episode oh, yeah. give you a I little shouty-outy that that's a good
1: idea yeah sure yeah about that?
0: so if you give us a five star written review we'll give you a little shouty-outy you yeah. know and if you want to plug whatever you got we'll plug it for you yeah like if you got a little Instagram you want you want a couple followers
2: maybe yeah I'm I'm plug your shit out. Yeah, this is the place to come if you want followers. Because we uh-huh. have so many listeners, guys. It's
0: crazy. It's getting out of hand.
2: Our last episode got like 15 listens. So <gasps> amazing. Like three of them were probably me. So. Yeah, same.
0: And it's weird because I feel like our episodes have gotten better and better. But... Eh. Oh, well. <laughs> we're still doing it. Yeah. So, whatever. Maybe now that we're on iTunes. Because I know yeah. that the... Mixcloud was kind of a pain in the ass. It was even yeah. a pain in the ass for me. Yeah, because you can't download the episodes now. You
1: can. Yeah, and now you can. I
0: can. L- you can listen to us while you're driving, and and if
1: you want to rewind a funny part, you can now because we're on iTunes. You yeah. Can do that on Mixcloud. Yeah. You can do the fifteen second. Yeah. Click skip, it back. Click <coughs> it back. Boop <coughs> boop boop boop
2: boop. Also, boop. if you don't have an Apple device, we are now on SoundCloud, and you can yeah. you can download episodes on SoundCloud. True. Okay. That's awesome and we're to we're it. gonna get on the Android stuff soon. It's just I have no idea how to do that
1: because we don't none of us have that
2: yeah so <laughs> we're all iPhone users guys ooh.
0: Ooh. sorry, <laughs> ooh boy. but so that's what's been going on with us. I literally cried <laughs> when Kelly <laughs> sent the screenshot
1: of us on iTunes. I was like,
0: I was in Taco I, Bell <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we did it.
1: <laughs> I was at work and I was in the bathroom peeing like, uh-huh. on my phone and I saw that and I made like a little like, woohoo, sound uh-huh. in the bathroom and I hope no one heard me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that'd be weird. But the thing but. was that I was having
0: like a super bad day. Like I was just having the worst day and then that happened and I was like, oh my God. And then I went right <laughs> into work and I was like, guys, my podcast on my page, oh <laughs> Like we're like, this is it. And like,
1: <laughs> this is it guys. We got
0: discovered.
1: <laughs> this is it. We made yeah. it.
0: Bunch of hot shots now. Watch out, baby. What
1: else
2: have we been up to? Um, there was
0: Moonfest. Oh, yeah. We went to a... Our friend of ours put on a cool local show. And they're called The Heretics. Shouts out to The Heretics.
2: And if Ace Anderson.
0: Ace Anderson.
2: That was fun. And that, yeah, was, that was fun. A fun show. Was yeah. Very well organized. If you're into...
0: Psychedelic punky,
2: it's like
1: f- Billy fusion kind of oh, yeah. music. It's fun. If you check like out the Heretics, to theme songs for
2: animes, you'll like the Heretics. That's a good. Um, that's a yeah. good thing. I yeah. rocked
0: the fuck out. Did you?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, yeah.
0: I <laughs> rocked out so hard, my back and my neck hurt the next day from doing this for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah,
1: I was busy running around taking pictures, so I wasn't rocking out too much. Krista takes the
0: fun. best pictures of our of the bands yeah. that play. Very talented. Here. Thank you. She's a talented gal.
1: Thanks. Very skilled. Lots lots of skills. Lots Jackable of skills. Train. She Thank really you. is. I try really hard.
0: Sometimes. She's good at everything <laughs> she does. Thank you, but yeah, f- Moonfest was tight. Yeah, Moon good job, <coughs> mm-hmm. and we might maybe have a booth at the next one. Mm-hmm.
1: There yeah. was mentions of that. If yeah. We figure out merch before yeah. then. Yeah, we,
0: we want to try to get some some merchy merch, some yeah, t shirts
2: and on merch right now too. Yeah, so. if you uh, have any ideas for merch or like if you'd be interested in a t shirt, let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have
0: like a specific, maybe like inside joke that we say or something like that, or have like a design in mind, we are taking suggestions. So hit us up, baby. Yeah.
1: Baby. Uh, Do we have any news stories to start us off today? Oh, do we? Did I send you the baby organs? Erin did. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: In the Brave Girls Club chat. Woo. Okay. Is that Erin Mahoney?
2: Shout out to Aaron.
0: Shout out to Aaron.
2: Oh my God, there's so many good ones this week. Okay, this one is just, the title says it all. Infant human organs found in casket on North Philly Street. So basically, someone was walking down the street. On the sidewalk, they saw a child's casket. They opened it up and there was a bag full of human organs in it. Fucking ew. And they examined the organs and they're a young child
1: or an infant. I think they probably just, like, opened the casket and was like, these are a small person's organs. Mm -hmm. They, Yeah.
0: How sad. (laughs) Whose baby is
2: that?
1: Yeah, where did they come from? Where's the rest of it? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I have two more casket stories that my brother sent me this week. Oh, yeah. One of them (laughs) is... He's been very
1: into that, isn't he? I do not know why,
2: but one of them (laughs) is, like... I don't know the year, but it was like a long time ago. And it's like this news clipping of this lady who was real fat and she died. And they put her in her casket and it was like too small. And so they like closed it up. And in the couple days before the funeral, her body started to like decay and it bloated up. And then, yeah, they expand.
1: It exploded the casket everywhere. Why does that sound like a like plot to like an eddie murphy movie (sighs)
2: because it's disgusting (laughs) and stupid i was gonna
0: say it sounded Uh, like something from like like a gruesome like looney tunes or like something i don't know why i i don't know why i picture uh, it in like cartoon mode
1: happen at the funeral oh i don't how horrifying i mean horrifying oh Um, and then a similar That's story. How I want to fucking go. A similar Out with story. A bang. That he Out with a
2: bang. <laughs> was like this rich bigwig back in the day. He died, and the casket that he had had like a glass window where his face was so that you could like look in and see his face. But like the same thing happened where he like expanded after death and like he like the face squished <laughs> up against the little window. The face squished up against the little <laughs> casket window. Shattered the glass and then
0: his guts squirted out of his mouth and nose and eyes and ears all over people. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: sad. (laughs) <laughs> it was long enough ago i think N- how I long th- ago did you say i don't know but i don't think honestly there are caskets with windows anymore so
0: i am so vain that i want a, I want a fucking little window <laughs> in my casket so everybody can look at my beautiful face when i'm dead
1: i want one but like at my butt <laughs> <laughs> and so, then you want to be buried, buried like, like, on, your t- yeah.
2: on your tummy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good idea oh there's that oh this is a more popular story you might have even heard of this the uh youtube couple (gasps) yeah yes
0: i did hear about this i could not believe this i watched
1: like i got like kind of obsessed with it because i was like how could you be so dumb so there's a video of him getting shot because it was for youtube right that's i don't know where it is but i, like I it's imagine it's evidence it's police evidence yeah probably. they probably did out there so what it was somewhere. the <laughs> gist of
2: it is that this couple did like youtube pranks and they were doing like their most dangerous prank yet and what it was was the guy who was like 21 or something at the yeah, time yeah they were they're, they're both young.
0: really young
2: they had a kid together and the lady's pregnant now, by uh-huh. the way, mm. but uh, he was supposed to be like laying down reading a book and then the girl comes up with a gun and shoots the book. But instead it it obviously went through the book and shot him in the chest uh-huh. and he like died but they, before. But
0: they thought that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They thought that it would, like the book was uh, thick enough to, what who
1: do they think they are? That president that was saved by the Bible bullet in his yeah. jacket pocket? And not
0: only that, but they what did I read something about the that the gun was like one of
2: the most powerful guns you can get. Like <laughs> apparently they had like tested it before and the book stopped it, but I mean, don't do that anyway. Never do that. Yeah, no. Don't do it.
0: Kid people that young shouldn't even have guns. Mm-hmm. They were like
2: Yeah, she was nineteen and he was Twenty-two. I
0: think. Yeah, they were both real young, and they had, and their the three-year-old daughter saw it happen.
1: Oh my god. Yeah,
0: dude. <sighs> Don't. And now she's in jail for manslaughter. Yeah, she's well, pregnant. Oh
1: no shit!
2: She's being tried with second-degree manslaughter, I believe. Wow. Uh, the third dead body was found in Victorville in three days. So a lot of a lot of death happening. Pretty cool
1: cool, like, Yeah, yeah. And what's the <laughs> yeah, next one? Okay, I I have... find another one tomorrow too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Victorville's a goddamn <laughs> mess
0: right now. This
1: freaking. <laughs> Honestly, it's the
0: summertime. When it gets hot, people get crazy. Yeah, that's true. And they start killing. And it's been hot. Today, okay. I was at Chipotle and I thought I was gonna get murdered by some dude violently eating a burrito while staring at me from across the freaking restaurant <laughs> how do
2: you violently eat a burrito i don't know his burrito was just too big <laughs> malik knows he works at a chipotle people violently eat burritos in front of him all day every day
0: and it's like i was it was disgusting i was like all right uh, dude like he just got back from the gym you can tell uh, he was so like one like of sweaty. those was he
1: grunting
0: No. But he would not stop looking at me like every time I looked up, he he we like caught eyes like every time, and oh, all you do like,
1: the chew up your food and like bleh, <laughs> <at him? laughs> no, that's my like should've. first move. But when then I just me. it's
0: really sad, but then I just came to the conclusion like maybe I shouldn't be going out so late by myself anymore, which is like really sad, or yeah. maybe.
1: Don't stare at people. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, people people. aren't going
0: to stop being creeps. Like, I got to take care of myself. You know, drive-through only past eight o'clock. Drive-through only. Chipotle ain't got no drink. That's true. Well, I don't usually go to Chipotle because uh, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. So I wanted to get sushi, (laughs) but I didn't get there in time and they were closing anyway this none of this matters but (laughs) so i had to go to chipotle and then i was scared like you guys get that like feeling like when you're like walking out to your car and it's like Mm -hmm. nighttime and and you're by yourself and you're like Grabbing onto your keys, like you get your keys out all quick, and like <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> i'm Like, don't. get me out of here.
1: I just like square my shoulders up and like walk like with a purpose, and like I'm very aware of my surroundings. Crystal fucking wood yeah. I go like this, um, and I, keep I literally go key. like this. I take
0: my phone and I put it up against my ear, and I'm like, yeah. So da 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 da, uh huh da 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 <laughs> da and I talk to myself, pretending like I'm talking on the phone. Because I'm, I'm like, they're not gonna mess. With always very aware.
1: and I keep like my key. Just in case I need to stab a motherfucker sometimes. I do have pepper so, spray.
0: Yeah. Everybody should get some pepper spray, mm-hmm. damsel in defense. Mm-hmm.
1: Get your shit right. True. I have never been attacked. Also, yeah. I, I feel <laughs> like I, I don't, like, I'm heavy. No one's going to try. Like, you it's not worth what? it. It happens. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's. Uh, silence ch- of the Lambs. It happens. <laughs> We're in danger. Yikes.
2: But uh, I if I like had pepper people... spray, I would pepper spray myself. Is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, Like, it's going to be the opposite way and you're going to spray yourself yeah. in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and I then they would just be like, oh, my God, and laugh. <laughs> and they would die of laughter. Yeah.
0: They'd be like, I can't believe you just did. You really do <laughs> see that. <laughs> this
1: person is
2: too pathetic to kill.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, I'm not
0: even. Pack I'm it just, up, boys. I get terrified of people just talking to me like if i'm out somewhere and somebody says something to me i'm like uh, uh, like uh,
3: what <laughs> somebody,
1: oh, somebody tried to talk to me today at the grocery store it was a little old lady who was blocking the almond milk and i was like kind of pacing around like waiting for her to just grab one and go but she was like standing there like mm-hmm. just taking forever so i said oh excuse me i just need to grab something real quick. and i grabbed my almond milk and she was like did you know they have almond milk and coconut milk blends now? And I was like, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I love, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to stick around and talk to you right now. Like I'm busy. Yeah. When I, when I went to,
0: when I got out of Ross and I was like all panicky because I'm just going through some stuff right now. And, um, I was getting into my car and this other guy that was next to me was getting out of his car and he was like, "Ugh!" and then he looked at me and he was like, never get old. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, to leave. <laughs> like tears. I won't. And, I won't. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> He's probably like fucking weirdo. Oh my God.
0: So, do we got stories oh, yeah, or what about two... it? I have one story.
1: I also have one story.
0: I also have one story. Well, oh, you wow. watching what that.
1: Oh. Who wants to go first? I don't know. I I could go first. Okay. Kelly.
2: Kelly. Kelly. I want to uh give a shout out to smithsonianmagazine.com because that's where I got most of this. It was written by a lady. I think her name was Karen Abbott. So shout out to Karen. I um, I went through a bunch of different sources, but her article was so perfectly written. And it was also like the first article I ever read. Like it's a few years old. So it's like the best. My topic this week is the solder children.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot you were doing this. Me too. <laughs>
2: For 40 years, anyone driving down Route 16 near Fayetteville, West Virginia, could see a billboard bearing the grainy black and white photographs of five children aged 5 to 14 years old. They are the missing slaughter children, and after over 70 years of private eyes, amateur sleuths, police and fire department investigations, and ever-increasing reward money being offered, their fates still remain a mystery. On Christmas Eve, 1945, George and Jenny Sauter and nine of their 10 children went to sleep after opening gifts and celebrating the end of war. The oldest Sauter child would be coming home from the army soon after serving during World War II and hopes and spirits were high. But then around 1 a.m., a fire broke out in the Sauter home. George and Jenny and four of their children escaped, but the other five were never seen again, assumed to have been burned alive in the flames. George had tried to save them, breaking a window to re-enter the house, slicing his forearm open from wrist to elbow. Nothing could be seen through the smoke and fire, which had swept through all of downstairs' rooms—the living room, the dining room, kitchen, office, and his and Jenny's bedroom— He took frantic stock of what he knew. Two-year-old Sylvia, whose crib was in their bedroom, was safe outside, as was 17-year-old Marion and two sons, 23-year-old John and 16-year-old George Jr., who had fled the upstairs bedroom they shared, singeing their hair on the way out. He figured Maurice, Martha, Louis, Jenny, and Betty still had to be up there, cowering in their two bedrooms on either side of the hallway, separated by a staircase that was now engulfed in flames. He raced back outside, hoping to reach them through the upstairs windows. But the ladder he always c- kept propped up against the house was strangely missing. George was quick on his feet, though. He ran to his colt. I'm sorry. He ran to his coal trucks, with the idea to drive one of them up to the house and climb on top of it to reach the upstairs bedroom windows. But even though they'd functioned perfectly the day before, neither truck would start now. In his terrified panic, he looked for other options, anything to save his children or to help tamp the blaze. George ran to the family's rain barrel, hoping to use the collected waters to weaken the fire, but found its contents frozen solid. Five of his children were stuck somewhere inside those great whipping ropes of smoke. He didn't notice that his arm was slick with blood or that his voice was coarse from screaming their names. His daughter Marion sprinted to a neighbor's house to call the Fayetteville Fire Department, but couldn't get any operator response. A neighbor who saw the blaze made a call from a nearby tavern, but again no operator responded. Exasperated, the neighbor drove into town and tracked down Fire Chief F.J. Morris, who initiated Fayetteville's version of a fire alarm, a phone tree system, whereby one firefighter phoned another, who phoned another, who phoned another. The fire department was only two and a half miles away from the solder home, but the crew didn't arrive until 8 a.m., by which Mm -hmm. point the solder's home had been reduced to a smoking pile of ash. That's seven hours, by the way. George and Jenny assumed that five other children were dead, but a brief search of the grounds on Christmas Day turned up no trace of remains. Chief Morris suggested that the blaze had been hot enough to completely cremate the bodies. Oh my God. A, a state police inspector combed the rubble and attributed the fire to faulty wiring. George covered the basement with five feet of dirt, intending to preserve the site as a memorial. The coroner's office issued five death certificates just before the new year, attributing their causes to fire or suffocation, but the Sodders had begun to wonder if their children weren't dead at all. George Sodder immigrated to the United States from Italy in 1908 when he was only 13 years old. George was on his own in America, but quickly found work on the Pennsylvania Railroads, carrying water and supplies to the laborers, and after a few years, moved to Smithers, West Virginia. Smart and ambitious, he first worked as a driver and then launched his own trucking company, hauling dirt for construction and later freight and coal. One day he walked into a local store and met the owner's daughter, Jenny Cipriani, who had come over from Italy when she was three. They married and had 10 children between 1923 and 1943 and settled in Fayetteville, West Virginia, an Appalachian town with a small but active Italian immigrant community. The Sodders were a prominent middle class family and were important staples in the Italian community of Fayetteville. George was well-known for his strong, sometimes controversial opinions on everything from business to politics. Especially controversial was his hatred for Italian dictator Benito Mussolini, who was loved by many in Fayetteville's Italian community. The Sodders planted flowers across the space where their house had stood and began to stitch together a series of odd moments leading up to the fire. Here's where it gets weird. There was a stranger who appeared at the home a few months earlier, back in the fall, asking about hauling work. He meandered to the back of the house, pointed pointed out two separate fuse boxes, and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. (laughs) Strange, George thought, especially since he had just had the wiring checked by the local power company, which pronounced it in fine condition. Around the same time, another man came to the home trying to sell the family life insurance and became irate when George declined. What? Your goddamn house is going up in smoke, he warned, and your children are going to be destroyed. You are going to be paid for the dirty remarks you have made about Mussolini. (gasps) George was indeed outspoken about his dislike for the Italian dictator, occasionally engaging in heated arguments with other members of Fayetteville's Italian community, and at the time, didn't take the man's threats seriously. The older Sodder sons also recalled something peculiar. Just before Christmas, they noticed a man parked along US Highway 21 intently watching the younger Sodder children as they walked home from school. Around 1230 Christmas morning, after the children had opened a few presents and everyone had gone to sleep, the shrill ring of the telephone broke the quiet. Jenny rushed to answer it. An unfamiliar female voice asked for an unfamiliar name. Jenny said, you have the wrong number and hung up. Tiptoeing back to bed, she noticed that all of the downstairs lights were still on and the curtains were wide open. The front door was unlocked. She saw Marion asleep on the sofa in the living room below and assumed that the other kids were upstairs in bed. She turned out the lights, closed the curtains, locked the door, and returned to her room. She had just begun to doze when she heard a, one sharp, loud bang on the roof and then a rolling noise. An hour later, she was roused once again, this time by heavy smoke curling into the room. Jenny couldn't understand. Sorry. I got chills. (laughs) Yeah, this story is one of my favorites. Um... Jenny couldn't understand how five children could perish in a fire and leave no bones, no flesh, nothing. She conducted a private experiment burning animal bones, chicken bones, beef joints, pork chop bones, to see if the fire consumed them. Each time she was left with a heap of charred bones, she knew that remnants of various household appliances had been found in the burned-out basement, still identifiable. Even some books from the home were found partially intact. An employee at a crematorium informed her that bones remain after bodies are burned for two hours at 2,000 degrees. Their house was destroyed in a mere 45 minutes. The collection of odd moments grew. A telephone repairman told the solders that their lines appeared to have been cut, not burned. (gasps) They realized that if the fire had been electrical, the result of faulty wiring, as the official report stated, then the power would not have been on, so what could explain the lighted downstairs rooms? A witness came forward claiming he saw a man at the fire scene with mechanics equipment used for working on car engines. Could he be the reason George's trucks refused to start? One day, while the family was visiting the site, Sylvia found a hard rubber object in the yard. Jenny recalled hearing the hard thud on the roof and the rolling sound. George examined the rubber bulb and concluded it was a napalm pineapple bomb, the type used during wars. What? Uh. (sighs) Then came the reports of sightings. A woman claimed to have seen the missing children peering from a passing car while the fire was in progress. A woman operating a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Clarkston, Uh, some 50 miles west, said she saw the children the morning after the fire. I served them breakfast, she told police. There was a car with Florida license plates at the tourist court, too. A woman at a Charleston hotel saw the children's photos in the newspaper and said that she had seen four of the five a week after the fire. The children were accompanied by two women and two men, all of them of Italian extraction, she said in a statement. I do not remember the exact date. However, the entire party did register at the hotel and I stayed in a and stayed in a large room with several beds. They registered about midnight. I tried to talk to the children in a friendly manner, but the men appeared hostile and refused to allow me to talk to the children. One of the men looked at me in a hostile manner. He turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Immediately, the whole party stopped talking to me. I sensed that I was being frozen out, so I said nothing more. They left early the next morning. In 1947, George and Jenny sent a letter about the case to the Federal Bureau of Investigation and received a reply from J. Edgar Hoover. Although I would like to be of service, the matter related appears to be of local character and does not come within the investigative jurisdiction of this bureau. Hoover's agents said they would assist if they could get permission from the local authorities, but the Fayetteville police and fire departments declined the offer. Next, the Sodders turned to a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley, who discovered that the insurance salesman who had threatened George was a member of the coroner's jury that deemed the fire accidental. He also heard a curious story from a Fayetteville minister about F.J. Morris, the fire chief. Although Morris had claimed no remains were found, he supposedly, supposedly confided that he had discovered a heart in the ashes. He hid it inside a dynamite box and buried it at the scene. The hell? The private investigator persuaded Morris to show him the spot. Together with George, they dug up the box and took it straight to a local funeral director who poked and prodded the supposed heart and concluded that it was a raw cow liver, untouched by fire. Soon afterward, the Sodders heard rumors that the fire chief had told others that the contents of the box had not been found in the fire at all, that he had buried the liver in the rubble in the hope of finding that finding any remains would placate the family enough to stop the investigation.
1: Oh my god.
2: Over the next few years, the tips and leads continued to come. George saw a newspaper photo of schoolchildren in New York City and was convinced that one of them was his daughter, Betty. He drove to Manhattan in search of the child, but her parents refused to speak to him. In 1949, the Sodders decided to mount a new search at the fire scene and brought a Washington DC pathologist named Oscar B. Hunter. The excavation was thorough, uncovering several small objects, including damaged coins, a partly burnt dictionary, and several shards of vertebrae. Hunter sent the bones to the Smithsonian Institution, which issued a report stating that the vertebrae belonged to a human likely aged 17 to 22. The eldest of the missing solder children, however, was only 14 at the time of the fire. The vertebrae showed no evidence that they had been exposed to fire, the report said. And it is very strange that no other bones were found in the allegedly careful evacuation of the basement of the house. Noting that the house reportedly burned for only about half an hour or so, it said that one would expect to find full skeletons of the five children rather than only four vertebrae. The bones, the report concluded, were most likely in the supply of dirt George used to fill the basement to create the memorial for his children. So they're just some Miranda bones that were in some dirt. The Smithsonian report prompted two hearings at the Capitol in Charleston, after which Governor Oki L. Patterson and State Police Superintendent W.E. Birchett told the Sodders that their search was hopeless and declared the case closed. Undeterred, George and Jenny erected the billboard along Route 16 and passed out flyers offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the recovery of their children. They soon increased the amount to $10,000. A letter arrived from a woman in St. Louis saying that, the oldest girl, Martha, was in a convent there. Another tip came from Texas, where a patron in a bar overheard an incriminating conversation about a long-ago Christmas Eve fire in West Virginia. Someone, yeah, someone in Florida claimed the children were staying with a distant relative of Jenny's. George traveled the country to investigate each lead, always returning home without any answers. In 1968, more than 20 years after the fire, Jenny went to the mail, and found an envelope addressed only to her. It was postmarked in Kentucky, but had no return address. Inside was a photo of a man in his mid-twenties. On its flip side, a cryptic handwritten note read, Lewis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, Lil boys, A90132 or 35. She and George couldn't deny the resemblance to their Lewis, who was nine at the time of the fire. Beyond the obvious sil- similarities, dark curly hair, dark brown eyes, they had the same straight long nose and same upward tilt of the left eyebrow. Once again, they hired a private detective and sent him to Kentucky. They never heard from him again. Hmm. The solders feared that they had published that if they had published the letter or the name of the town on the postmark, they might harm their son. Instead, they amended the billboard to include the updated image of Lewis and hung an enlarged version over the fireplace. Time is running out for us, George said in an interview, but we only want to know. If they did die in the fire, we want to be convinced. Otherwise, we want to know what happened to them. George died a year later in 1968, still hoping for a break in the case. Jenny erected a fence around her property and began adding rooms to her home, building layer after layer between her and the outside world. Since the fire, she had worn all black exclusively, as a sign of mourning, and continued to do so until her own death in 1989. Mm. The billboard finally came down. Her children and grandchildren continued the investigation and came up with theories of their own. The local mafia had tried to recruit George, and he declined. They tried to extort money from George, and he refused. The children were kidnapped by someone they knew, someone who burst into the unlocked front door, told them about the fire, and offered to take them someplace safe. They might not have survived the night if they had and if they had lived for decades if it really was lewis in that photograph they failed to contact their parents only because they wanted to protect them the youngest and last surviving slaughter child sylvia is now 69 and doesn't believe her siblings perished in the fire when time permits she visits crime sleuthing websites and engages with people still interested in her family's mystery Her very first memories are that of the night of 1945 uh, when she was two years old. She will never forget the sight of her father bleeding or the terrible symphony of everyone's screams, and she is no closer now to understanding why.
0: Want to know what I think?
2: What do you think? Ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. I not really i'm just kidding
0: (laughs) well maybe you know you never know
2: the creepiest part well i mean it's all creepy but the thing about the life insurance salesman yeah and especially like since the mob gets mentioned a couple times Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like no offense to italians but you know they're all in the mob (laughs) every single one (laughs) every single one yes. like I don't know. <laughs> it kind of sounded like a threat. And then that same guy was on the coroner's jury that declared it uh, the fire an accident.
1: Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I I don't think they died in the fire.
2: No? Mm-hmm. Well, it takes a really long time to burn bones and it has to get yeah. crazy hot. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. even like, like you said, I was going to say, um, like when bodies get cremated, they still have to like... Crush yeah. the bones afterwards yeah. because yeah. they're not they don't burn up like that. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: And this fire only took forty five minutes or so to destroy the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they found a bomb. <laughs> they found like a rubber thing that looked like a napalm pineapple bomb, which I don't know what that is. I probably should have looked it up, but.
1: That's weird. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they were there oh, in the house. Oh yeah.
2: I forgot to write it down, but in another article I read, okay, so it's a two-story house, and there's always uh, George always kept one of those really tall ladders up against the back of the house, mm-hmm. like that reaches the roof. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the day of the fire, it's just mysteriously gone. Later, they found it in a ravine. Oh, oh. yeah,
1: spooky. Yes, I mean,
0: something I think, something weird yeah. is going on there.
1: I think somebody took them, but that's weird that after they grew up, they w- didn't try and reach out to their parents or
0: because yeah. they were pro- someone probably.
1: Well, if it was like the mob or something, they we were probably like fearing for their lives. Like you better not talk to your parents. But like, why would they take them in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's another because like... the dad didn't like the guy Mussolini. <laughs> then why wouldn't they just let him die in the fire?
2: Yeah. If they were ready, if they were prepared to let the baby well, die in a fire. Yeah. Why'd they take all the other young children?
1: Yeah, that's strange. It's super weird. I love that story. Me too. That's spooky. That is spooky. Well, I guess I
0: don't have to tell my story this week because compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> that Do story's wild.
1: Should I go next? Or do you want to go?
0: Whichever. I don't care.
1: I guess I can go next.
0: Well, go what next. is your theme?
1: It's it's a murder. <laughs> it's a murder. <laughs> it's a murder. Yes, it's a murder. But it's a weird murder. You like can it's go not ahead. a traditional <laughs> you, you murder. Go ahead. You go ahead. A traditional murder. <laughs> yeah, it's not a traditional murder, and you'll see why in just a minute. Okay. Okay. So you always find good ones. You like. <laughs> <laughs> my mom sends me a lot. Like she'll she'll be like, can oh, you, you should give do her my story? number so she can. <laughs> or um. In. I don't know. I just I just come across like names and I'll write them down in the notes on my phone and I'll just pick from those. Yeah. Sometimes. Can, can so. you give your mom my number so she can? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'll let also her know. just
2: to say hey, you know.
1: Yeah. Hey. I'll let her know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. God, so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want
2: people sending me murders. Well, I guess I do. That's what the group chat is for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so my story this week is the consensual homicide of Sharon Lapatka. Ooh. So
2: those beer? are all big words.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the year was nineteen ninety six. Sharon Lepatka was a 35-year-old woman from Hampstead, Maryland. She was a work-from-home mother, and to her friends, she was well-liked, popular, and about as normal as you can get. But online, she had a very different side. She mm-hmm. advertised on websites for personalized fetish porn videos, including BDSM, feeder porn, foot fetish porn, and giantess porn. What is which, feeder porn? Uh, oh. When you feed... <laughs> Someone make them really really fat Like people get off on like watching that Like people eat And gain weight uh, okay but like my hot <laughs> so hot <laughs> my favorite new thing that i learned was about giantess porn i don't know if that's like the right word for it but do it's they like, you, like walk around and stomp things like Godzilla? <laughs> it's basically when people fantasize about being really small like an ant and then big ladies squish them <laughs> no oh gosh <laughs> honestly i love that yeah i love that
0: so much oh
1: uh, i know kinda a girl cute.
2: <laughs> who's like on uh like dating sites and uh-huh. at least twice now she's gotten just questions from dudes like like just out of nowhere like if I were the size of an action figure
1: what would you do with me? <laughs> <laughs> like bitch no! <laughs> that is so strange that that's like a thing that a lot of people are into. I was the size of a 25 cent
0: bouncy ball.
1: <laughs> I would want to be in a bubble like uh-huh. one of those little bubbles uh-huh. and then just like put me in the machine and I'll go like, Woo,
0: like yeah. down the little thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man.
2: That's like I fun. get it. Being yeah. little's cute and fun. It's fun. Yeah, but like pay oh, me. This? Yeah. Pay yeah. me if yeah. you want to hear gross things about yeah. Me squishing you. Yeah. I have heard about stuff about like the
0: squishing like different things with your feet. Oh yeah. Like cakes and stuff. Like
1: cakes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. People I don't know where Honestly, people get this shit. But. I
0: recently watched a thing about cam girls doing stuff like that. They make so much money. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, dang, what if I just gave up everything and just started doing <laughs> just that? Started sitting on cake. Just started sitting on cake? It seems they, harmless enough. Most of them don't even take their clothes off. Yeah. They just they just sit on things <laughs> and squish things with their feet. Yep. Yeah. That's
1: what they do. That's so weird. I mean, that's cool though. I don't get it, but whatever, I guess. You know what? <laughs> get that money girl get that money okay, money so money what she uh back to Sharon LePaca sorry <laughs> um <laughs> she what she was doing was pretty much a scam cuz she would like she would solicit the videos to people and then the people would send her money and then she would never send the videos because she was like a five foot 10, 200 pound woman. And she online was a five foot six, 120 pound woman named Nancy. <laughs> uh, oh. So um, people would, she would just like take people's money okay, and just not send the videos. Cause like, how was she going to send the Dang, videos? a little that's hustler? Like. So yeah, but she did also do like online role play, over like messages and stuff, so people paid her for that as uh-huh. well. So that wasn't really a scam, but other stuff she was doing was like crimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Sharon spent a lot of time fulfilling other people's fantasies, but was having trouble finding someone to help her out with her own. Uh, but that changed in September of 1996, when she met a man online by the screen name of Slow Hand. <laughs> the forum was for torture porn oh nice. no yeah so um Sharon apparently had a fantasy in which a man would torture her to death most men she spoke with about it were interested until they found out that she was serious about meeting up to go through with her fantasy slow hand however was quick to make plans after sending over 900 messages between each other they arranged a date to meet a few weeks from their initial meeting point in October uh, on October 13th Sharon told her husband she was off to visit family then boarded a train to Charlotte where she met Slowhand whose real identity was a 45-year-old man named Robert Glass who was a computer expert and member of the local rotary club Is that a real name Isn't nope. George Glass Okay <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> My boyfriend George Glass are you talking about that Yeah <laughs> Uh no this is uh, George Glass's dad, Robert Glass. Okay. <laughs> um, so they went back to Robert Glass's trailer where he spent the next three days torturing her. She finally died on October 16th when he strangled her with a rope during sex. Shit. Oh, my God. Yes. Three days of torture? Mm-hmm. And she was into it? She wanted it. Yep. Christa,
0: this is not safe so, for work
1: no you None probably of this shouldn't is. be listening to this at work at, i ways. listen to it at work i <laughs> listen to my own damn podcast at work i That's really cool. do i mean like so do i but like i mean if you're wearing headphones you should be okay like, maybe not loud. anyway so sharon's husband victor began to grow worried and filed a police report on october 20th is after finding married? yeah and i think she had kids too oh um, <laughs> After finding a note from Sharon, which read, in part, If my body is never recovered, don't worry. Know that I am at peace. Police then found the messages between Sharon and Glass, tracing her location back to his trailer in Charlotte and obtained a search warrant for his property. 75 feet from his trailer... Police located a mound of fresh dirt where they finally uncovered Sharon's brutalized body two and a half feet underground. Shit. Her wrists and ankles were bound with rope. She had rope around her neck and she had scrapes and cuts across her breast and neckline. In Glass's trailer, they found bondage and torture devices, drug paraphernalia, a gun, and child pornography. <gasps> oh, oh, no. So <laughs> he was clearly arrested and... <laughs> Uh charged with first degree murder and sentenced to six or seven years in prison, he that's died it yeah wait what, for first degree murder, yeah, I don't know if that's what he was charged with or if that's what yeah i I don't know if he was charged with first degree murder. There was like a couple different like things, mm-hmm. but I think that makes the most sense, so I just put that one, you know, mm-hmm. like um, but that's what I think the Wikipedia page also says, so I don't know. You can look it up. Anyway, um, I just know that he went to jail for like six or seven years. I, you that's not count. long enough. Is this yeah. in the United States? Yes, it was in 1996 in uh, Maryland. So, I don't know. I'll have to double check on that. I should have, but anyway. Um, but he died anyways in prison before he got out. Like right before he got out, he died of a heart attack. Wow. So yeah. Dang. Chester doesn't like that story. <laughs> Can you let him in? <laughs> I was—I didn't know if I should or. If yeah, should he'll end. be okay. I should probably look that up, though. That's a crazy story. Yeah. She, oh, thank you. I'm gonna look it up to see if that was what. She had a husband and kids. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Robert. She Glass. a freak? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, Robert Glass also had a wife and kids, but his wife had like packed up and left him and taken the kids. Good. So yeah, like, I wonder what for, (laughs) um, but yeah, so he, that's crazy, I guess. That is. There, I, I was really interested in like, um, consensual homicide cases Yeah because like it's it's so weird that like even though they ask for it the person still gets in trouble for killing them even yeah. though they like wanted it so that's well i strange mean to me. i know it's still like murder you, but like yeah um, but you gotta be like a sick person to go through with that anyway yeah but at least like it's not someone who didn't want it <laughs> Mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> i guess yeah
2: I that's
0: sad that she had kids though <sighs> mm-hmm I got a weird lady for my story, too. All right. Let's hear it. I love these weird ones. So. Should I go? Or
1: Unless you guys want to talk about consensual m- murder. Murder for somewhere. a minute while I look up to see what if his charges was <laughs> oh, okay. accurate.
0: Can consensual you? murder. Hmm.
1: Okay. So they arrested <laughs> him on a charge of first degree murder. Mm-hmm. And then he was being held without bond, but then the charge later changed to voluntary manslaughter. That's okay. what happened. And then he pled guilty to the manslaughter charge. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then he died. Well, I before. mean, none of this makes yeah, sense. But <laughs> that's wow. the only thing that makes sense <laughs> in that whole story. Then yeah. he died two weeks before he was supposed to get out. So he dead now <laughs> chester settle down relax <laughs> he's, he's like dripping all over the wires
0: chester chris's dog chester is a little wild one he's needy he doesn't like to be without her <laughs> it's he's okay, a little buns. he's a little poodle and he's cute <laughs> okay so anyway uh back to me <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding chester you always steal the show okay um in 1961 going back a little bit 1961 it's a good year (laughs) that's a good year um judas welty that's her name her 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 uh anyway sorry um (laughs) gives birth to her illegitimate son michael uh, one year later, 19 years old, uh Judeus or Judy marries John Goodyear, a 28-year-old Air Force officer in Orlando, Florida.
2: These aren't real names.
0: They, they are. are. <laughs> John Goodyear. Uh, Orlando, Florida just reminds me of Book of Mormon now because I just saw Book of Mormon. Orlando. At the, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love that song.
0: Um. Nine years and one more kid later, um, 1971, James Goodyear returns home from a tour in Vietnam and starts complaining about an illness with strangely strong symptoms. He's quickly admitted to the hospital and passes away a few days later. At the end of that same year, the Goodyear house houses or house, I'm, yeah. House catches on fire. 1972, Judy starts dating Bobby Joe Morris. <laughs> These do sound like fake names.
1: It was the 60s. Chester, Chester is all tangled Chester, in my cord. Get out of there. Move it or lose it, pal. Uh, Chester. Oh boy. Boy, you to You're ruining sit down. my shit. I'm so sorry. Chester, please sit <laughs> down. What is this Dennis the Menace ass shit going on right here, bud. Dennis the Menace.
0: Anyway. Um, where was
1: I? Bobby Joe. The fake oh, ass. yeah. <laughs> Bobby yeah.
0: Joe. This is all just made up. Anyway, 1972, Judy starts dating Bobby Joe Morris. In 1977, Judy and Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe, um, <laughs> move to Colorado. Within months of the move, Bobby Joe shows mysterious symptoms and is admitted to the hospital. He's discharged, returns later from returns later to the hospital with the same illness and is discharged again. This repeats until the time he is not discharged because he did. <laughs> he did? He did. He did. Judy Goodyear changes her name to Judy Buenoano.
1: <laughs> Wait, can you spell that please?
0: B-U-E N-O-A-N-O which is Spanish for Goodyear. <laughs> Oh. Bueno año, bueno año.
2: <laughs> I like bueno bueno better. <laughs> I thought I think it sounds fun here. Bueno año, bueno. bueno ano. That's, bueno. that's good anus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I wish I would. I, I. If you guys know me, I am a white blonde girl. I do not.
1: Somebody teach bueno, me. Bueno bueno, hot cheddar bean. Nineteen. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, good stuff. Bueno,
0: bueno. Please I don't know. apologize. Okay, um, which is just funny because who just changes their name to, <laughs> to, to the Spanish, Spanish <laughs> version of anyway? Um, 1979, only eight years after the death of Goodyear, uh, Michael, Judy's first son, is 18, and in the U.S. Army. He's going to be stationed in Georgia and decides to visit his mother who has moved back to Florida. When he eventually reaches uh, where he's stationed, he's immediately hospitalized. The doctors find high levels of arsenic in his blood, his uh, muscles in his arms and leg and legs. And Michael now has to wear metal braces for arms and legs. Uh, he is let go from the service and returned to his mother. One year later, Judy takes Michael and his brother out canoeing on Florida's East River. The canoe overturns. Judy and James swim to the shore, but Michael, with his weak arms and heavy metal braces, is dragged down and drowns. Oh my God! Oh my
2: Don't God. go on a canoe. I
0: know. That's oh. Isn't that sad? <laughs> That's so
1: sad. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a little bit i a little bit funny like
0: just just thinks a little bit
1: like he was
0: just like no and then that's it like <laughs> what's that video where the kayak a little
1: bit of a little bit of oh little uh, Katie. Oh a little Katie. Oh a yeah. oh, <laughs> Or Sarah, it's like, Sarah. Sarah I'm sinking, Sarah What do I do? Oh my god Help me, Sarah His, like, whole ass Is in the water, like Just barely And I'm she's like, sinking. I don't know You gotta swim to shore I don't know what to do, Sarah Help me <laughs> That's a good video Um mm. <clears throat> oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, Judy. <laughs> oh boy, <bueno, hey>, no no. <laughs> All right.
0: Anyways, 1982, Judy gets engaged to Florida businessman John Gentry. John Gentry. Uh, this girl is a little she she getting it. She getting all these boys to marry her. Get it, girl. She convinces him to take out a life insurance policy and and start taking vitamins for his health. He is <laughs> hospitalized a few months later. Uh away from his vitamins, he recovers fully. Oh, from <laughs> his vitamins. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Later on a trip to the liquor store, John's car literally explodes. <laughs> <laughs> He survives. The police investigate. and what? <laughs> Yeah, he survives. <laughs> the police investigate, and Judy's story unravels. The police discover the vitamins laced with arsenic and formaldehyde. Ooh. They exhume the bodies of Michael, John Goodyear, and Bobby Joe. They all show they all show signs of arsenic poisoning. In 1980 in 1984 after never having been investigated or even under suspicion before the car explosion, <laughs> Judy is is convicted of the murders of John Goodyear, Bobby Joe, Michael Buenoeno, <laughs> the attempted murder of John Gentry and multiple cases of arson. Uh, media caught wind and dubbed Judy the, quote unquote, black widow. She gathered a reported tw- uh, two, uh, this is a big number. I'm really bad with numbers. Two four zero comma zero zero zero. 240,000. Yeah, I was gonna say that, okay. <laughs> Um <laughs> in insurance money from all of this. In today's dollars, that's only a little over half a million. Um Judy never admitted to anything, pleading innocent, even to her last day, where she enjoyed her final meal of asparagus and iced tea. In, ni- in 1998, <laughs> 54 years old, Judy was executed by electric chair in Florida. She was the first woman to be executed in Florida since 1848, and only the third woman to be executed since the death penalty was reinsigned in 1976. Um, bonus, she was also the lead suspect in a 1974 murder as well. As the murder of her boyfriend in 1980, she was never convicted of these and was already serving life in prison. The end. That was a Florida ass story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Florida's <laughs> nuts, man. We should do a Florida episode of just <laughs> weird things that, that happened in Florida. That would be a fun one. That would be, it'd be hard to choose, though. <clears throat> <clears throat> I always see like little like news articles. It's like man with no teeth, like
2: <laughs> choose wife to death <laughs>
0: somehow.
3: That's some
2: floor, somehow. <laughs> that's some Florida ass shit right there. Uh, especially wild. The, the canoe flipping over and he just sinks because he's made of metal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and her last meal was asparagus
2: and iced tea. Like yeah. this
1: lady was. like she went crazy. Bueno, bueno, what would you guys choose for your last meal? (sighs) Bueno, bueno,
2: (laughs) (laughs) bueno, bueno, (laughs) bueno, that's a hard uh, tacos, man, tacos, rice, and beans.
1: I don't know what I would, I don't know what I would pick. Like, I want to say I would choose like a meat dish, but then I also like, Like, what what if you don't like it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably want
0: like corn and like all starches like corn a baked potato and like fettuccine alfredo pasta (laughs) sounds really good right now yeah and a margarita baby. just
2: every kind of potato yeah every kind of potato french fries baked potato Mm mm-hmm potato 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 my brother told me that uh he's a potato (laughs) (laughs) he is a potato but (laughs) his friend dara got followed on twitter by an account that's called potatoaddiction.com me which is funny and then he went to look at it and it's all about alcohol addiction (laughs)
1: Why is it called potato <laughs> addiction? You can make alcohol with potatoes. Yeah,
2: I mean vodka, but still, like, what a silly name for such a serious topic. And I guess potatoaddiction.com oh no. is, like, a website mm. to help people get over alcohol addiction. That's cool, I guess. With a stupid-ass name like that. Oh, boy. Have some respect.
1: <laughs> for real. I respect it. I respect for For real.
0: So yeah, that was my story. Oh, I wanted to I kind of forgot to do this at the beginning, but that story was submitted by Kyle. He really wanted me to do that story because <laughs> he is um writing a short story about famous judies. Ooh. Okay. And I don't know. He's a smart boy. He's too smart for me. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well. <laughs> That was a
2: good one. You guys both had good ones. Mine was a bummer, and yours were fun this week.
1: Mine's Yeah, that was fun. Mine was very fun. (laughs) If you're into that. I want to do a goofy fun one. I want to be the guy made out of metal for Halloween this year. (laughs) I'll be the
0: canoe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been nonstop thinking of Halloween costumes. What? Ew. Ew. Chester just licked the microphone. Could you hear it, Malik? Okay. Ew. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I thought he was gonna say something, but he didn't. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna be following yet either.
0: Yeah, I wanna start. be Dolly Parton.
2: <laughs> that was be such a good such a good costume. Yeah.
0: I got the bleach blonde hair now. hmm Mm-hmm. I wanna do it up. And I wanna be like, oh hey y'all, Dolly.
1: <laughs> Real big. Real big hair. Yeah, real big hair. Real big boobies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I do not have, so I'm (laughs) going to have to get some balloons. (laughs) Some bazongas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I legit want to go to Dollywood for my honeymoon someday. Do it. That is so country. (laughs) That's where I want to go.
1: so country. That's
0: where I want to go, and I want to go to Nashville because it's right there.
1: Nashville seems fun, actually. It is
0: fun. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there, but. I've watched a lot of travel videos on Nashville
1: because I want to go there so bad. I never wanted to go there until I watched the Master of None episode where he takes a girl on a date oh, to yeah. Nashville and I was like, that looks fun It's as hell. like
0: music everywhere.
1: But yeah. all, she, all she could eat was like a corn. Yeah. Because everything <laughs> has meat in it. Oh, that's going to be me. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'll eat a bunch of corns. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I'll eat all the corns. Seriously, <laughs> I fucking
1: love corn. <laughs> I was cleaning out my freezer today and I found a pack of like corn on the cobs in there. So. Nice. Were they good? We should do not one yet. Do you guys? I, I,
0: I get, what is that cheese? It is, uh. Cotilla? Cotija? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because you guys all know something funny. What? So, <laughs> what'd you put on your corn? <laughs> Okay, when I, I grew up in Azusa, California, and I had the little guy with the cart come in my apartment complex every single day, honking his little horn, and I would get a corn, like, every (laughs) single day with, like, the works, like, all of it on there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't had it since I moved up here for, like, years, and my mom was like, well, we got all the stuff to make it. You should just make it. And I was like, we got got all the stuff? She was like, yeah, we got the mayonnaise, we got the chili, we got the... Parmesan
2: cheese. <laughs> Some people do it with Parmesan, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: So I make it like, like think, like thinking that it's gonna be, and it was so weird, and I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, "Maybe I put too much mayonnaise on this," <laughs> and then I was like, "Maybe it's the feet ass smelly ass freaking Parmesan cheese. <laughs> yeah. Like this does not <laughs> taste right
2: at all." Yeah, and I was like, uh-huh. "God, I will never learn." Last summer we went through like an elote phase we where we would have it like every weekend I we were it. the elote boys it's yeah. good summer.
0: it's so good i it's still so haven't good. had like a real one since my childhood let's make them and those yeah. little wheel chips that I like melt in your mouth mm-hmm.
1: mm, those are so good those are my fave with
0: the like lemon spray on them and the chili mm-hmm. and oh uh, boy bye you know what? Let's do it. Let's
1: do it. Let's have you a want to? let's have a night where we do it. Yeah. And also we should make tacos just because
0: Yes. We yes. should make yeah, that one time you made tacos. Those were super bomb. Krista Thank made you. bomby bomb
2: vegetarian tacos and they tasted like real food. Krista does everything right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you. Genius. <laughs> Beautiful, Goodness. perfect genius. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so should we plug or
2: stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of us on iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe to us on the podcast app. Woo. Do it. That is Do so exciting. it. I'm so excited to post about it. I know. Me too. I've been like waiting. Me too. <clears throat> uh, follow us on Instagram. We are Brave Girls Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. We are Brave Girls Pod. Follow us on SoundCloud and MixCloud. Brave Girls Podcast. And on Facebook, we are Brave Girls Club Podcast. Do and it too. Also,
1: when you subscribe, also review. Do a review, please. Give review. us a good, a good review. If you have something mean to say, just don't do it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just message it to me. Just cyberbully me. I'll take one for the team. Yeah, Kelly will. <laughs> Kelly got to get under control. Yeah, all you meanies out there,
0: like you suck. One star.
1: Yeah, or or me,
0: but. Don't do it to Crystal, because she will find you, she will bust down your door, and she will beat the shit out of you. She's good to fight. Yeah. Kelly Mm -hmm. will be like, "Mm, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you have any suggestions for next time? Dang, I'm a wiener. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? What would I do, guys? Manny Hut
1: Jr., you just just being like, man, fuck you. <laughs> I bet you have I'm a gonna fart head. I'm going to do what head. I want. <laughs> I bet you have a fart head. Man, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want anyway. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Your yeah. head looks like a baloney. Dang. <laughs> I just
0: call him a name.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Good reviews, please. That'd be great. Tight. If you don't think we deserve a good review, then just don't do a review at all. What n- normal person would do, you know? Just don't do it. I don't know why you've listened to this episode like this far if you don't think we need a good review. Yeah. Okay. True. Sure. Give us those five star, baby. Baby. Is that everything?
2: Yeah, that's everything. Yeah.
1: We done did it.
0: Mm.
2: Excuse me. Um. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well.
0: uh, I guess. Bye. Stay brave.
2: Have a good weekend.
3: <laughs> Have a good weekend.
2: <laughs> oh, hope you had a good 4th of July.
0: Oh, yeah. That happened. We yeah. had a good 4th of July. We went swimming. We went swimming. We went night <laughs> swimming. Yeah. We That's drank sangria. Yeah. Sangra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure did. And then we went. A night swimming. Did
1: I say that? Yeah. And then we watched fireworks we watched, from a boat.
0: We watched fireworks from a boat and we did sparklers mm-hmm. yeah. and we took funny pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we pretended to laugh. Yeah. For yeah. The photos.
1: We did a good job, I think. Yeah. photos. I think it was
0: really cute. I bought a bathing suit from a little girl's section and wore it. It uh, was cute.
1: Mm-hmm. It didn't even look like a little girl's bathing suit. Thank like you. a regular bathing suit. Thank you. Thank you. I jitter.
2: I think it looked like a little girl bathing suit, but in a it, good yeah, way. Yeah, it did. But thank you. But it, it, <laughs> it did.
0: But you know what? It was comfy, and I just wanted something where I don't have to worry about my boobies or my butt hanging out all the time. So there That's you go.
2: Fair. Yeah. Shout out to Target Children's Section. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> a Buy our merch from us and sell it at Target <laughs> if when hashtag we had not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.